0: Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today, I want to read you a bedtime story. I'm reading this book called The Ape That Understood the Universe by Steve Stewart Williams. And halfway through, he reads a short bedtime story and he talks about how when he read this story to his children that they cry every time and it's a very simple bedtime story that at the end of this podcast I'll read twice so that because it's a very short bedtime story um and very simple so I don't want you know I'm not going to take it's not going to be this epic journey of uh, you know, uh, human over overcoming some triumph. It's a very simple uh, bedtime story, but I read it twice through, and then I, I just remembered as a kid, my mom reading me bedtime stories. Good night, moon, was the one that stands out. You know, it was like good night, moon. Good night, chair. Good night, couch. Good night, bear. And I think the moon was the last one. I'm not sure. But there was just something soothing about me being in bed, tucked in, and mom sitting on the edge of the bed, reading the story. Sometimes I, I might be up, you know, my head in her lap as she's reading to me. Um, But I just felt safe and secure and like all was right with the world. As I got a little older, I was praying before bed. (laughs) And then as I got older, I was reading my own stories to myself before bed. But you know, now I'm forty-seven and I I would love to have my mom, you know, sitting on the edge of the bed reading me a bedtime story. And there's a lot of, of reasons why we enjoy it, right? It improves our sleep quality because as I talked about When we listen to a a bedtime story, I should say a calming bedtime story, because I know the bed, I forget, what is it, the, those old children's stories that I thought were very innocent, like Little Red Riding Hood, were actually very dark children's stories where, um, you know, Little Red Riding Hood is really getting jacked up by the wolf and it goes into great detail. Oh, the grim! I think they were called like grim uh, stories or something. But they they were the these dark versions of all these Disney versions that were released of you know the Seven Dwarfs and uh, the um, you know, Red, Little Red Riding Hood. I, I was trying to remember. The the one with the witch, uh, looking in the mirror, uh, Cinderella maybe, but yeah, but there are all these grim storytells. So definitely don't want to listen to that. And it's funny because as adults, <laughs> we definitely love a story before bed, which is why we watch television. But it's typically, you know, some Netflix. I mean, I don't do this as much, but I have friends who will watch, you know, uh, or or listen to, like, the murder podcast or the murder uh, Netflix series to put ourselves to sleep. But a calming bedtime story can relax our mind and body and just make it much easier to fall asleep and improve our sleep quality. And it also enhances our imagination, right? Right. These bedtime stories they they stimulate all of these fanciful worlds that we may not have thought about, you know, just depending on where the story takes place. Does it take place on the moon, in a forest, in a castle? It can really transport us to new worlds and scenarios. Does it take place a hundred years from now or you know, 50 years in the past that can really foster our creativity. And the other thing I love about A Bedtime Story was it was just bonding time. You know, so much of a a day is spent with getting things done and busy work and putting out fires. And uh, we don't really get a chance... To connect, And I feel like if we're reading, you know, a bedtime story or hearing a bedtime story or having a bedtime story read to us, it gives us an entry point for deeper intimacy and vulnerability and maybe talking about something we're going through through the voice of the characters. You know, because sometimes it's hard to really share what's on our mind and say it how we want to say it. And it could become easier if we can use the voice of the character or the situation of the character to kind of navigate our way through the discussion to bigger topics, you know. If if one of the characters um, has gone through grief or longing or love, then, you know, it allows us and opens up the door for us to then talk about those things, so. It really can in, increase that bonding time, and then also cognitive development, right? Because as we're reading these bedtime stories, there, there's language and words and places and uh, uh, an expansion of our vocabulary that um, that's fostered by reading a bedtime story or having it read to us. It really does support cognitive growth, and it gives us a, a different perspective um, to, to the world that we're in. And, and lastly, before I get into the bedtime story, um, it increases our cultural awareness, our empathy. You know, these diverse stories, as, as we become more and more exposed to them, they raise cultural awareness and, and foster an understanding. Of the world around us, and the world ahead of us, and the world behind us, and then the world inside of us—what we're feeling, thinking, doing—and and gaining a deeper insight as to,
1: oh, that's
0: why I did what I did, or or you go, oh, someone else under feels the same way I do. I'm not the only one. So I love a, a bedtime story for for all those reasons. Whether it's me reading it to someone, it being read to me, um, or just listening to it, you know. So, so once again, this story is from the book "The Ape That Understood the Universe," but the the actual story is out of a very slim children's book. And, and after I read this, you'll be like, wow, that was slim. Called Love You Forever by Canadian author Robert Munch. Once upon a time, there was a woman who had a little baby boy. Sometimes when the baby slept, she would tiptoe into his room, cradle him in her arms, and sing him a little song. I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. As the baby grew older into a toddler and the toddler into a boy, he would sometimes get into trouble, as juvenile primates sometimes do. But even when his mother got mad at him, as soon as he went to sleep, she would pick him up and sing, I'll love you forever. I'll like you forever. For always, as long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. Eventually, the son grew up and left home, and his mother grew old and frail. But every now and then, the son would drive across town as his mother slept, pick her up from her bed, and sing, I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always, as long as I'm living, My mommy, you'll be. By this time, the son had a child of his own, a cute little baby girl. And as soon as he got home from visiting his mother, he would tiptoe into her room, cradle her in his arms, and sing, I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always, as long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. Once upon a time, there was a woman who had a little baby boy. Sometimes, when the baby slept, she would tiptoe into his room, cradle him in her arms, and sing him a little song. I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. As the baby grew into a toddler and the toddler into a boy, he would sometimes get into trouble, as juvenile primates sometimes do. But even when his mother got mad at him, as soon as he went to sleep, she would pick him up and sing, I'll love you forever, I'll like you forever always, as long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. Eventually, the son grew up and left home, and his mother grew old and frail, but every now and then, the son would drive across town as his mother slept, pick her up from her bed and sing. I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always, as long as I'm living, my mommy, you'll be. By this time, the son had a child of his own, a cute little baby girl. And as soon as he got home from visiting his mother, he would tiptoe into her room, cradle her in his arms, and sing. I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. Sweet dreams.